Attention patriots. Tired of the tyranny and crime in the sanctuary cities? Flee the city and seek refuge in the American Redoubt. FleeTheCity.com. Move to the freedom of Idaho, Montana, or Wyoming. FleeTheCity.com. FleeTheCity.com. What would your life be like if you woke up each morning with new vitality, feeling better than you have in years, and you noticed a difference in your sleeping patterns, blood sugar levels, and had a sense of well-being overall? There's something that is changing thousands of people's lives, and you could be one of them. It's called Heart and Body Extract. Sharon Harris, co-creator of Heart and Body Extract, talks about the positive effects of Heart and Body Extract. What happens with the formula Heart and Body Extract is it's giving the body the necessary vitamins, minerals, amino acids, enzymes, and phytoestrogens nutrients so so the body will heal itself. And yes, the body does have the ability to balance blood pressure, balance cholesterol, clean and unclog the arteries. It can also work on uh, balancing the circulation for diabetics. So the body is an amazing thing. It simply needs some help so it has the tools to heal itself. Heart and body extract gets results. To order your two-month supply, call now, toll-free at 866-295-5305. Order online at hbextract.com. By now you know that wireless technology like cell phones do in fact pose dangers to the health and privacy of everyone. Lockit Pocket's wide range of products are unmatched in providing the protection you deserve. No scare tactics, just common sense. Lockitpocket.com offers quality American-made options to alleviate and eliminate these invisible dangers. Learn more at Lockitpocket.com or call 888-315-9618. Lockitpocket.com, enhancing health and privacy. My brothers, my sisters, I bring you a message of solidarity, a call to action, and a demand for adherence to duty of an Aryan resurgence and ultimately total Aryan victory. We have broken the chains of Jewish thought. We know not the meaning of the word mine, it is ours, our race, the totality of our people. Ten hearts, one beat. One hundred hearts, one beat. Ten thousand hearts, one beat. We are born to fight and to die and to continue the flow. The flow of our people. Onward we will go, onward to the stars high above the mud, the mud of yellow, black and brown. So kinsman duty calls. The future is now. If months from now you have not yet fully committed yourself to the Alliance, then you have an effect not only betrayed your race, you have betrayed yourself. So stand up like men and drive the enemy into the sea. Stand up like men and swear a sacred oath upon the green graves of our sires that you will reclaim what our forefathers discovered explored, conquered, settled, built, and died for. Stand up like men and reclaim our soil. Kinsmen, arise. Look towards the stars and proclaim our destiny. Defeat never, victory forever. Thanks for listening to Project Schoolyard Volume 2. For more information about the project, as well as lyric to the songs on this CD, please visit www.tightrope.cc. You can also find jokes, news articles, a photo gallery, free CD downloads, and a secure online shopping cart. 
We carry a full line of flags, t-shirts, CDs, books, stickers, and other products of interest to racially conscious white people. Please visit www.tightrope.cc. You're listening to Resolution Radio. 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 Welcome to American Dissident Voices. I'm Kevin Alfred Strom. As we enter 2024, let us reflect on our dreams and goals for the future. And let us renew our commitment to our race and our race's destiny of ever-expanding consciousness, understanding, mastery, and beauty, both upon this earth and beyond. Let us swear upon the eternal race soul that lives in us and in our children, that we will do all that we can every day of our lives to bring into being that paradise that can be ours if we do right. An all-white nation, invincible, self-sufficient, all-conquering, and utterly separated forever from Jews, from other non-whites, and from the degenerate whites who serve them, a nation whose leadership and whose people have left behind the races of sub-men around them, and walk unimpeded on the upward path toward higher ground, and new lands that we can only imagine. What unparalleled joy and majesty awaits us and our children in that future. When I was asked to give my reasons for joining the Cosmotheist Church, I said this, quote, I choose to be a member of the Cosmotheist Church because nothing is more important than Cosmotheism for the future of our race and for the future of life itself. I want to be a part of that, and I want to have a part in building a community of the awakened so that ever-increasing numbers of our people and the next generation of our people will have a proper spiritual foundation and education. Without such a foundation, we are adrift and must depend on chance to find leaders for our alliance and our folk generally. With such a foundation, our young people will also have a chance to meet and marry others who are also properly grounded 
in our truths. I have had these truths deeply infused in my soul and want the same for my children and for all members of our people who are ready for these truths. Asked the same question, my wife said, quote, I choose to be a member of the Cosmotheist Church because Cosmotheism is already the religion my husband and I have chosen for our growing family and the one which my husband and I have been following for the last ten years. I have read all the books and nearly every essay that Cosmotheism's founder, Dr. Pierce, wrote, and have repeatedly immersed myself in them, and have reread many of them in the last year alone. Cosmotheism is the philosophy-slash-religion that comes closest to spiritual and biological truth. It is totally unlike the fake nonsense of Christianity. No religion compares. I have a science background, and cosmotheism aligns with my scientific worldview. Close quote. Back in 2013, I said of cosmotheism and its founder, I believe that William L. Pierce will be known beyond all his other accomplishments as the founder of a new religion. And not just a religion, but the religion of the future. A religion which will supplant all others. Cosmotheism will prevail because it is the inevitable truth toward which all other streams of knowledge are converging. And cosmotheism will prevail because it will be the religion of a new people, who, as a result of following its precepts, will branch off from the rest of humanity, even from the race from which they sprang, and form a new race, ultimately a new species, compared to which the others will be but unconscious beings. The religious ideas of the left-behind races, including those of the unconscious whites, will mean as little to higher men as the hallelujahs of black preachers or the chatterings of hamsters mean to us. To the cosmotheist, nature is God, and science, logic, observation, reason, and the deepest stirrings of our race soul are the means of apprehending God. Not the ravings of ancient Semitic cutthroats, carpet dealers, and con men, or the poetry and verses they stole from their more accomplished neighbors. Mathematics, physics, and genetics are the real words of God. Mathematical principles may be misunderstood for a time, but they cannot be faked as Scripture can, nor for long can they be maliciously revised 
for political advantage, and they are eminently verifiable. So also with the laws of evolution and biology, physics and cosmology. Cosmotheism asserts that we are matter and energy become conscious, and more than that, that we are the universe become conscious, that we are nature become conscious of itself and all that that implies. It further shows us that we have reached a radically new stage in the evolution of the universe. As significant, perhaps, as the evolution of non-living matter into living beings. As significant as the first rise of consciousness itself. As significant as the faltering steps of the first amphibians on the surface of the earth. This new stage has come only recently, when European man first grasped the concept of evolution and discovered the principles of genetics and heredity. It is the stage of conscious evolution, of the ability of living beings to direct and vastly accelerate the future course of their own evolution. When I first heard of cosmotheism, I was a young man, heady with the throwing off of my childhood Abrahamic mental shackles. When I initially heard the cosmotheist affirmation, which references the Creator and affirms that our destiny is Godhood, I was somewhat taken aback. Our destiny is Godhood? I thought, am I stepping back into superstition? Is this something like the Abrahamic nonsense I have firmly rejected? But it was not long before I discovered that my worries were totally unfounded, and that what William Pierce had really done, his greatest accomplishment really, was to reclaim the divine for the sane. He reclaimed the divine and the creator for us, for the most intelligent and perceptive, for the most objective and reality-oriented and nature-oriented men and women on this earth. Let me recite the cosmotheist affirmation again today. There is but one reality. That reality is the whole. It is the creator, the self-created. I am of the whole. I am of the creator, of the self-created. My purpose is the creator's purpose. My path is the path of the creator's self-realization. My path is the path of divine consciousness. My destiny is Godhood. The statement that there is but one reality 
should offend or drive off no one, except perhaps those hopelessly mired in the varieties of liberalism and New Age nuttiness that are closest to psychosis. The my reality and your reality kind of people. And driving such people off saves us a lot of trouble and precious time, so it's a good thing. That the Creator and ourselves all partake of the whole, and that we, the most awakened among our race, are the whole becoming conscious. In a literal, real, biological sense, is simultaneously a revolutionary idea and an inescapable idea, an idea toward which much of European philosophy and science naturally leads and have been leading us for thousands of years. And that means godhood. To the atheists and agnostics among our audience who question the existence of any creator or God, I would say this. In a way, you're likely right. Look as we might around the universe. We aren't going to find a being that resembles God as Abrahamic religions, even westernized Abrahamic religions, have described him. Not on Earth, not on Mars, and not on Alpha Centauri or in the Andromeda Galaxy either. But have you considered, my atheist friends, that God might be something entirely different from what the cruder religions claim? Have you considered that like a hollow sphere seen from the outside, reality itself, the reality we have searched in vain for God, has a side that we cannot search or see, the side called the future. Don't think of God and Godhood in terms of Bible scriptures or Sunday school lesson books showing us a bearded man in white robes up in the clouds or the like. Don't think of the Jewish Jehovah. Don't think about burning bushes or Jesus making magic wine and fish. That's nonsense. None of that is real. None of that was ever real and none of it ever happened. Instead, think in terms of the evolution of life. It is indisputable, for example, that there once was a first mammal, a small furry creature, doubtless hiding from the predatory reptiles that then dominated the earth, a being probably not too unlike a hamster. And it is also indisputable that we are mammals. And like all mammals, we are descended from that first example of our class mammalia. Thus, it is unchallengeably true 
to say that a being little different from a hamster gave rise to Leonardo da Vinci. And what an increase in understanding and consciousness that evolution represents. The hamster-like first mammals could not understand even the words and activities of a washerwoman, much less the art and philosophical musings of da Vinci. To them, all would be utter mystery, consciousness beyond comprehension, powers beyond understanding. To the hamster-like first mammals, had they the words and concepts to say so, da Vinci would truly be godlike. And there is no reason to suppose that given enough evolution along the upward path posited by Dr. Pierce, that the race of da Vinci and Beethoven and Darwin and Nietzsche could not give rise to an even higher kind of being, a being that would look down upon da Vinci as da Vinci looks down upon a hamster, a being that if seen from any human being's perspective would be truly godlike. In addition, there is no reason to believe that there is any soon-approaching limit to the number of times such a process can occur. I am sure that I am incapable of understanding much about the final result, but that it might encompass a consciousness that can create new universes is not beyond the bounds of philosophical speculation on the subject. Seen in such a light, Dr. Pierce's statement that our destiny is godhood is well justified, eminently reasonable, and intellectually liberating, realizing that such an upward path exists and that we and our racial kin have been participating in it more or less unconsciously for many millennia, and that we can now consciously participate in it is the most life-changing religious experience conceivable.
You're listening to Resolution Radio, Radio, Radio. ResolutionRDO.com In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic, but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the Public Health Service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. Listen, do you hear that sound? It started low, but it's getting progressively louder. Into a crescendo, even louder. Irresistible ending in an ear-splitting blast of mass disruption. That's the sound of America's economic and political systems crashing to the ground. But we have a plan. We will be ready to restore political sanity. We will be ready to answer the call of productive America. We will restore America's industrial base and put America back to work. We will shut down political correctness and restore decency and positive media to America. We will save our constitution, our traditional way of life, our customs, and religion. We will restore sound money and crush the debt-based system of monetary slavery. And we will end America's foreign misadventures. We are the American Freedom Party, and we have a plan. Learn more about us, theamericanfreedomparty.us. Team at Antelope Hill is proud to announce the release of a new translation, Leon de Grel in Exile by Jose Luis Jerez Reisco. Readers of The Burning Souls will already be familiar with de Grel's life before and during the Second World War, his service on the Eastern Front, and his involuntary post-war exile in Franco's Spain. This new work tells the story of his life in exile in detail, replete with first-hand accounts from Spanish nationalists and friends of de Grel. During his time in Spain, de Grel did not wallow in sadness, despite the atrocities inflicted upon him and his family by the victorious Allied powers. He stayed remarkably active in European nationalist politics and left a lasting impression on both his personal friends and those from around the European world who took inspiration from his tenacious idealism. De Grel's enduring legacy in Spain is well-deserved. Such a legacy also deserves to be spread to both sides of the Atlantic and beyond. Antelope Hill is proud to be the first to bring this unparalleled biography to the English reader. Get Leon de Grel in exile today at antelopehillpublishing.com. <laughs> 